there is no amount of organization that makes up for too much stuff. In our society too, we can glorify busy. I think so many times we're in, you know, the, the rat race, but what are we doing? What are we working towards? And studies have actually shown that physical clutter equals mental clutter. Less stuff is less to clean up. Don't rush to attain all of the possessions that you think that you have to have. Take this time to focus on your relationship with each other and focus on your future goals because many times saying yes to all of the stuff that you think you need to have now can affect your future, especially financially. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the five practical ways to simplify your life so that you can focus on the things that matter most. And before we jump into our interview, we wanted to give a shout out to somebody who calls themselves Enjoy Jesus. Enjoy. (laughs) And they left a review on Apple Podcasts. They said, this is an awesome podcast. Lots of amazing advice. There have been several episodes where I spent an hour and a half listening to the episode and I'd pause the podcast just to jot something down and unpause the podcast just to pause it again and jot something else down that was said. And that's what we recommend today, folks. Uh, Take some notes because you have some awesome tips headed your way. So our special guest today is Shelly Kuhn. She's a church planter in the Atlanta Metro. She's a sales director. And she's also a mother of two. Uh, She has a 14-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter, and she's a wife. They've been married for 17 years. And um, she also is passionate about the minimalist lifestyle. Um, She loves helping women that feel overwhelmed by all the responsibilities and expectations whether they're self-imposed or not. And she likes to help them find freedom and joy. And so she um, focuses on minimizing the things in our lives that um, have drastically reduced her stress level and helped her to find margin in her life. And look, this isn't only a podcast that women are going to get things out of. Right. I think this, this is, these are practical tips that I think anyone could apply to their life and benefit from. Yes. So here we go. So welcome, Shelly. We're so glad that you're here today on the podcast. Thanks for being with us. Welcome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity. I love what you guys are doing. Aw, uh-huh. thank you. Well, we uh, came across Shelly. For those who are listening, um, we uh, actually, somebody recommended her. Somebody that's a client of ours said, have you heard of the goodness margin? I'm like, no, what is that? And She's so- like, I want some of that. Right. We need more goodness margin in our lives. Um, so we totally started looking at all your stuff and and loved what we saw. Um, so you um, preach and teach minimalism. 
Can you share with us um, what minimalism is all about? Absolutely. So I think that a lot of people think minimalism is something that it's not. I actually had an experience where that I walked into a conversation that people were having in my home and (laughs) they realized they were talking about me. It wasn't negative. And they just said, oh, we have to know, are you a minimalist? And I'm like, no, like, of course not, <laughs> because my I have decorations and, and things. But it was because I had clean countertops and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, kind of fast forward a little bit. I just sort, sort of felt overwhelmed by life and all the things. And my daughter was about a year and a half old and she just made a mess everywhere. She went, dumped all of her toys out every single time and I was just over it. And so I came across minimalism and realized it was something different than what I had thought it was. Um, Mm. Minimalism is not a list of rules of you need to have this many plates and this is the only things you can own and you can't own these things. It's really more about editing your life where the, the important things are what you focus on. Nice. That's awesome. So if we can edit our lives so that we're focusing on the important things, we're, we're minimizing the things that maybe don't matter as much and maximizing the things that do matter to us. Absolutely. Removing the stuff that the clutter, the unnecessary things. So then would you say when we don't have a minimalist lifestyle, we are focusing a lot on things that don't matter? Absolutely. I mean, think about the amount of time you used to take care of this stuff, like move the piles around or, um, I'm now paperless, but I remember like finding things in my filing cabinet and reorganizing it every year. I don't do that anymore. Mm. I mean, that's a huge time saver right there. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say Shelly, and we're going to go through some of your ideas for, for how to do the minimalistic lifestyle. Um, but would you say that at the front end, it is a lot of a huge time investment? Oh, absolutely. Um, And it has to be, it's sort of like anything else. Like if you decide you want to lose weight or you're going to exercise or whatever, you have to do it for you. Like you have to be very driven. I'm going to take the time to do this. Mm. Um, And I feel like it's a journey. It's a process. Mm -hmm. Um, I know over the last year, I have gotten rid of even more things than I did the first year because you just kind of find, okay, this is what's important to me. And now I realize that this is not, but mm. it's according to, you know, if you've lived in your house for 25 years, it's probably going to take you longer than it did okay. me. I'd only lived in my house a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is an investment, but it is yeah. definitely has huge dividends. It okay. really does. And you're going to give us some tips for how to go about investing the time wisely. So why don't we do that? Why don't we just jump into the first step? Okay. So or, we have, no, maybe not step, but the first idea. Yeah. We're going to go into five practical ways to approach this. Um, So let's start with the first one, Shelly. What is your first tip for us? Well, the first thing that really is going to be the easiest to focus on is your stuff. I mean, it's the physical things and you can start in whatever area of your home that you feel like is going to have the most impact for you, whether Mm -hmm. that's usually that's the space that you're living in. I mean, I would not recommend anyone starts in your attic or your basement. Those are scary places for almost all of us actually (laughs) during quarantine really minimized my attic space. Nice. And I probably was just because I was kind of bored, but (laughs) um, don't start there. Uh, Start in your kitchen or in your living room or even in your closet somewhere that's going to make a big impact in your life. Okay. An easy rule to start with is have I used this in the last six months? Okay. That's what I think about in my kitchen. You know, I have I entertain, I have people over, but did I use this in the last six months? If not, I can probably let it go. Okay. And 
for clothing, I think a good rule is if I was packing for like a three week trip, would I choose this? Mm. Or would I buy this again if I was in the store today? Is this uh, something that, hey, this fits me well. I like to wear this. That's a I mean, good one. <laughs> if not, you can probably probably let it go. Oh, wow. That's that really is good. so, I'm like evaluating. I'm like, wow, I would probably need to throw away my whole closet. <laughs> she was just saying that the other day. I need to go through this. <laughs> I like that though. Thinking of it differently than just like, have I worn it in the past year? It's more like, would I buy it again mm-hmm. today? Yeah. And it's really amazing when you walk into your closet and you love the things that you have, even there's only a few things. Uh-huh. And that, I, I think that's the problem with some of the things I've read about minimalism is like a list of you should have this many items. Well, mm. for, uh, you know, I, I like to wear black. I dress really simply, but mm-hmm. some people maybe express themselves through their clothes. And so they may have twice as many clothes as I do. And that's totally fine. Sure. Yeah. But if it's, if it's something that is manageable for them and they truly love all those pieces, well, then that works mm. for them. Mm-hmm. You're doing like the capsule wardrobe thing. Yes. Mm. And I realized I kind of do that already. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I would, you know, if I have this one skirt that goes with this one shirt that I wear maybe once a year mm-hmm. and then I need these one shoes, that's, I don't know, that's a little bit extra. So sure. that's not yeah. for me. <laughs> So was it really hard? Cause I think this is what people are going to run into feeling. It's very difficult to get rid of that thing that they might need in seven months. <laughs> How you hard know, was it for you? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's kind of like a muscle once you start flexing it. I mean, I started, my mother made a joke that, Oh my word, the kids are going to be next. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know, maybe come get them just in case. But, um, we, we have found very little. Actually, we were laughing the other day. I was I made a cake, which I have not baked in years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like awoken this new, hey, I really enjoy this. And I got rid of the only cake dome that I have like mm-hmm. two years ago. <laughs> and so I'm gonna need to buy another one. But that's the only thing I can really think of. Okay. The reality is is you're probably not gonna need it. And yeah, how much if it's a couple dollars, it's it's taking up space and you're, sure. it's going to be better just to let it go and yeah. repurchase it. If it's something you only use every, use every two, three years, is that space worth the $2 that you would save by keeping it for two, Absolutely. three years? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, Absolutely. That's a good you point. can look on Pinterest and see these like really extensive organizing systems. And the reality is, is that there is no amount of organization that makes up for too much stuff. If you want your cabinets to be neat. If you want your closets to be neat, they want to look like the picture perfect. You just probably need to get rid of about half your stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the truth of yep. it. <laughs> and could you do this gradually or is this something that like you just kind of went in with a big old, you know, just throwing stuff out? You yeah. know? I am an all or nothing person. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming that you might could do it gradually, but I think if you want to really see big results. And so the first thing I went through was my kitchen and I have a really large, it's my table will seat eight people mm-hmm. and it was full. Um, I mean, nice. like I had a ton of stuff and I didn't even think I had that much stuff in my kitchen, but I got rid of <laughs> all the things, you know, the platters you get for wedding gifts and yes. I've been married over 17 years and they were still in the box. <laughs> like, why do I have this? You know, it's, yeah. Yep. 
So those things. And mm-hmm. a lot of people ask me, well, what do I do with that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to sell it and if you have the time to sell it, say it's like a big ticket item, you can make 50 or a hundred dollars, then, then by all means do that. But just get it out of your house quickly. I just snapped mm-hmm. some photos, posted on my Facebook and said, first come first serve and nice. gave away a ton of things. And okay. I, sure. I might could have made maybe a hundred dollars selling each of those individual things, but what is your time wrong. worth it? Yeah. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> and my kitchen's clean and yes, quickly. So nice. get rid of it quickly. Love that. Plus, Goodwill's a write-off if you wanted to drop it off at Goodwill. <laughs> that is very, very true. Really for those who, yeah, for those who need tax write-offs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, okay, I love it. Any other tips under um, the declutter your stuff uh, number one? Uh, I mean, I just think that you're going to see a major difference. And if you're really terrified about... I don't know the what if things that you were talking about. What if I'm going to need this? Put it in a box, tape it up, put it in your attic and make a reminder. And in 90 days, I doubt you'll remember what's in the box. (laughs) But if you need it, go back and get it. There you go. Um, If you don't, then just donate the box, drop it off a good time. I love that. (laughs) I remember hearing about somebody who started their minimalistic lifestyle because they moved. And because they were so busy, they didn't have time to take everything out of the boxes. So after I forgot how many months they looked back and said, you know, I have everything I'm living right now with this stuff that's out, but I have tons of boxes left, so I must not need it. And they just got rid of all the boxes and they were already realistic. (laughs) That's great. If you you think about it, like when we travel, we take a toiletry kit to the hotel Uh Yeah, and like, we're gone for a week, maybe even two. We are totally fine. And then we yeah. come home and we have like 75 different types of <laughs> shampoo and mousse and it's completely yes. unnecessary <gasps> and they're going to expire and all those things. So yeah, we, I think we truly can live with, with less and we'll find yeah. that we feel a lot better about it. Seems That's like we're good. by nature. So right. <laughs> random question that kind of related. Cause you said, um, you know, all of those platters that we get for our wedding that haven't been opened in 17 years. Um, would you have any tips for bride to bees that are putting their registry together for their wedding? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I usually give gift cards because I want people to make a, the decision uh-huh. that they want. <laughs> that's practical. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, don't my husband, when we got married, he like, he scanned things just because, I mean, it was like, he was like on a <laughs> game or something. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I am, I imagine that a lot of people do that. Uh-huh. They think, Oh, we're, we need all of this stuff. And uh-huh. that's actually something as a couple starting out that you think you have this idea of this is what my house should have. Like my yeah. mom had a toaster and a toaster oven <laughs> and a this and a that. Mm-hmm. And so I need all these things. Well, you likely don't. Yeah, that's so true. Just, um, I would definitely encourage them to save more money than spending it mm-hmm. that they receive for their wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than buying all this stuff. And maybe even live a little bit. Yeah. And then find out what they need. I remember I'm, I'm all for buying really nice stuff, but not tons of it. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you buy what you want and you're very proud of that, whatever that is. 
and that kind of had to do. I remember when you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yes. So we were about to get married, and we, you know, we were like, we had the gun, right? You know, going through the place, and I was like, I don't really care about most of this stuff, but the thing I do care, I just want, I want to pick out the knives, you know, because. <laughs> I like cooking some stuff and, and so I want a really good knives. Like whatever. That's I, fine. I'm a guy, right? Yeah. So, um, I got to pick out the knives. So I picked out some really nice globals. I don't know. Japanese steel, really nice knives. It was like a hundred and something dollars, 120. For a knife. She freaked. She's like, what? The whole set of knives can be a hundred dollars. Like, Look at this set right here. I'm like, but you don't understand. We'll have this forever. We won't I, all I'll just sharpen it and it'll be just as like perfect. And he was right. 12 years later. I could see it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's as sharp as ever. I'll cut, I'll cut yeah. yeah. But investing, I think that's good. Investing on, um, you know, investing well on good stuff rather than getting lots of stuff that's going to break down in the next couple of years. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that idea of like living a little bit as a couple seeing, you know, what your family becomes, what, how do you cook? Mm -hmm. I may not need something that my mom used because I yes. cook a little bit differently. And, right. Yeah. Or you might not cook. <laughs> right. I, I didn't school. know how to back then. Uh, no. That's true. It. All right. So number, number two. two. Well, the second thing is something that all of us have and they come in our lives on a daily basis and that's paper. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unreal. I think about like how much money do these people spend? I go to the post office and I open the box and it looks full, but it's like all of those ads. Yep. And then there's like two letters in there. So I pull the two letters out. And while I'm at the post office, I throw away all of those. Nice. <laughs> like I don't yes. even look at them because yeah. I don't want to save a dollar at Arby's. I don't like <laughs> Arby's, you know? So it's, it's, it's just paper comes into our lives. Well, we can stack it up on the counter mm-hmm. and then lose something and then put it in this filing cabinet. I mean, we used to have this filing cabinet because I had this really extensive filing system that I had found online and Uh color coded and it was very complicated. That was before the birth of my second child and before our church really got (laughs) off the ground. Okay, And it was like this huge wooden filing cabinet. Okay. Like it was just me and my husband and our one child. What in the world did we need? But it was full of something. I mean, you know, I had insurance papers from yeah. seven years ago that I'm <laughs> sure that someone's going to ask me what car insurance company I had seven years ago. <laughs> They're not. So oh. um, I, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but well, okay. I was redoing my daughter's room and we had to move because she was born and took the office. So I had okay. to the filing cabinet into her closet and that was fine until it wasn't. Mm. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to move this out. And so I just, I don't know, just got over it. And I was already into my minimalist journey. Mm -hmm. And I realized every single one of these manuals that we have, and when we moved in the house, I mean, they gave us like a box, like everything has a manual. It's like, Uh that's true. And then, so you're, you know, you need someone in your washing machine. You have to go upstairs, go through the filing cabinet, like flip all the pages to find the thing. Those are all online. Yep. Everyone. That's all of them so are true. Online. I mean, even stuff. So our house, I don't know, is like 16, 17 years old. The, yeah. It's still online. And so okay. I actually went and saved the PDF to Evernote 
so that just in case, nice. so I didn't have that number okay. of that, whatever that thing is. So uh-huh. if we need anything, all I have to do is open my phone or my iPad, or my computer. It's on Evernote. Search. Oh, yeah. that's so awesome. Like two trash bags of manuals. Just manuals. Just throw away your manuals. Yeah. I mean, you got the, <laughs> the baby monitor and the this and, and you, you know how it yes. is. Like you have a baby and it's like manuals, uh-huh. all the things that True. we probably never even look at. Um, yeah. And so then I started going through and realizing I did look up online and I'm going to have each person do that for themselves because I'm not a tax attorney. So you find, ask yours what paperwork you need to keep. Um, I decided what I needed to keep. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh no, I need, I need my tax documents. Like I need the paper. Mm. I e-file. Yeah. My tax person emails me my tax documents and then we print them out and file them. Mm-hmm. We don't need to no print sense. them out. Yeah, we don't need true. to print them out. So I, um, my husband is um, very savvy with technology and he's very careful with our security. So we have a, I'm probably not saying this right. It's a hard drive, external mm-hmm. hard drive. That's okay. Yeah. Yep, an external hard drive. And I wasn't online, but I scanned all of our paperwork, downloaded it. And it's on there. If I need anything, we sold a car and we bought tires the guy was like, Oh, I bet you don't have the paperwork. Hold on just a minute. I went, plugged the hard drive in, pulled it up because I have a little system with how I file things. And nice. then seconds found that for him. Oh, that's I would have awesome. had to dig through a filing cabinet. Oh, that's it would true. have been an embarrassing, sweaty <laughs> mess of me trying to find this paperwork. So yeah. um, I no longer have a filing cabinet. I have a very small little expandable file folder with birth certificates, social security cards. I do have, you know, the original copies of those, but everything else, even yeah. for our church, it's, that is it's all we see. Incredible. I love receipts. It. If you scan receipts in, you save them. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. you ever like found yeah. a receipt that was like even three months old. Sometimes they start to look kind of, yeah. You can't even see what's on it. They're really good yeah. for my uh. gun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. So right. you scan everything through either an app or so you mentioned Evernote. So what w- are some other? Yeah, I was actually wondering, do you have a, a tutorial maybe on your website or anything? It is for one that I need to create. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely I do have some tutorials on Evernote. So how that I be, use that. Okay. Should we be looking for that then soon? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do that nice. for all the other things. But um, I don't scan everything. I only scan the stuff that I know that I need to keep. Like okay. the receipts I scan or ones I would need for tax purposes. Right, right. Okay. Um, otherwise, okay. I have a system and I do have a, a blog post about that. A system when paper comes in the house, I immediately deal with it. Okay. Do I shred it? Do I put it in my to-do folder mm-hmm. or in that appropriate month in order to scan it? So it doesn't stack up. You don't have piles going in different nooks of the house. Nice. We're going to put links in the show notes to the resources you're mentioning. So an Evernote link um, and then your blog post on uh, paper. Evernote is awesome, by the way. It is awesome. I use it for so much. I love it too. Excellent. Any other um, digital minimalism tips for us? Um, You know, looking at our phones, I mean, we need to delete a lot of the stuff that's on our phone and, um, Mm. and our email. I recently, I was using a service and they emailed me that they were like going to stop working if I didn't do this thing and it wasn't working. And so I've just been unsubscribing from like everything Mm -hmm. 
because as a minimalist now, mm-hmm. you mentioned capsule wardrobe. I'm really focusing on that for my, for my daughter, for mm-hmm. my son. He is literally growing so fast that <laughs> it's just like, we have a few things that fit right now. <laughs> and so that's not really a he capsule one wardrobe. Built in. <laughs> oh yeah. He, wore some pants today and I'm like, Oh, I look like a horrible mother. Those are so <laughs> short, but he's just he's growing so fast. The style. Uh, but for, yeah. But for her little girl's clothes, they're so mm-hmm. cute and you can just buy and buy and buy and, True. and then they don't fit her in, you know, maybe two weeks they don't fit her. And so, um, I do not need to subscribe to all of those sales and stuff because when yes. I'm going to purchase her clothes, it's the beginning of the new season and I'm mm-hmm. only going to buy a certain amount mm-hmm. and then I'm done. Yep. So you know, with digital minimalism, clearing out your, your email inboxes yeah. and your computer screens and mm-hmm. all of those things that that's that that's clutter in our life that we have yes. to look at every day. That is so, um, yes. for me personally freeing sometimes when I'm just bored, you know, like I'm waiting in line or waiting for something, I'll just go to my email and start unsubscribing from anything that I don't yeah. read regularly. Oh. And I think, you know, just go down to the bottom of your email or where that, you know, where their email is. And then you'll normally mm-hmm. always say unsubscribe, click that and you're done. You know, yes. yeah. so, yeah. and it's so, so freeing when you have like only a few coming in every day instead of like 60. True. Yes. You know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. My goal is to have my inbox empty at the end of every day. I do have mm-hmm. folders that I move things to, but it's just so nice to open up and no, oh, these are the only things I have to do rather than you have to search through and find <laughs> in the 4 million. I have friends actually that'll screenshot me that they have like 4,792 unread emails just to be mean. Cause I'm like, uh, oh, that stresses me out. That hurts. Same that. sis, same. <laughs> I get so stressed by that. <laughs> like I, I actually deleted an app the other day cause I couldn't figure out how to make the number go away. It was like, okay, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't have any notifications popped it's up anywhere. Annoying. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So for number three, mm-hmm. Hey friends. We'll be right back to our interview, but one quick note. If you love what you're listening to, you might also enjoy going through our card decks that we designed to help couples stay connected and in each other's world. So there's Foundations, which is our starter deck, and it's all about boosting your communication skills. And then there's Sexpectations, which is all about spicing up your intimate connection. And then there's Realizations, which is a deck for all couples, but especially dating or engaged couples who want to see how well they really know each other. So grab a deck or two or three by heading over to our website, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com slash cards. All right, back to the show. So number three is the five minutes or less rule. There are so many times we walk past things constantly that if we would just do them, they would no longer be there. Um, I think the classic one is the microwave. You open it to get your coffee and somebody heated up spaghetti for lunch and didn't put a towel over it or whatever. And it's all over. And that's annoying. But then every time you microwave, you're like baking it on there. So you don't have to scrub it for 15 minutes where you can take a paper towel and just wipe it. It's going to take 10 seconds. Right. And it's done. It no longer takes up that brain space each time oh, you open the microwave. Um, that's true. With the mill, I know I mentioned that before, but when the mill comes in, you can put it in a stack mm-hmm. and then move it mm-hmm. and then move it yeah. and then try to find it again. Or you could just quickly sort, toss, mm-hmm. shred, and in two minutes, yes. the mill is, is taken care of. That's so good. So 
We all I have different that. things in our lives. Five minutes or less, just that's so good. Five minutes. And that helps you differentiate too between like, so for instance, if there's a whole load to fold or a couple loads to fold, that might take you more than five minutes. So it's not saying you have to stop whatever you're doing and go fold laundry. But if you have two things laying there that you took off from earlier today or late, you know, or yesterday, that does mean put those away because that will take you 30 seconds. It's less than yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That is really good. It's a good guidance. I like the rule. Okay. Um, number four. So number four is something that I feel like, especially in the last year, has really, really minimalism has spilled into my time. Mm. Um, you hear the whole say no, and sometimes yes. that sounds really selfish, mm -hmm. but sometimes we say yes to everything. And it's kind of funny. I told my husband that 2020 was my year of no. I didn't know that I would just be like cooped up, you know, for three months and everything would be canceled for me. Right. Like it's, it was odd having yeah. all my April was just back to back. Uh -huh. Even though I'd really, it was things I had said I would do before I said the year of no. And I'm uh -huh. like, okay, well now it is completely clear, but, um, <laughs> but just finding the priorities in your time. I read, um, the book free to focus by Michael Hyatt. Mm -hmm. And I, I love productivity stuff. I've read all kinds of books about productivity. And sometimes it talks about like, Hey, let's be so productive and be so busy. And it, I think in our society too, we can glorify busy. You know, how are you? Oh, I'm just so busy. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm so, well, why does that mean we're important? And I fall into that trap. I am not saying that I've no, sure. I've said that. And I've, I catch myself like, no, if I'm busy, it's because I've decided I'm going to be busy. Yes. Um, we, I think that's one thing that quarantine kind of taught me is we get to prioritize our time because mm -hmm. all of a sudden I had this time and I could decide what is the important thing of the day. Mm -hmm. Well, then life started getting busy again. I'm like, no, I still get to decide what my priorities are, what mm -hmm. is, what are the most important things. And so in his book, he, he kind of helps you go through and he has a system for delegating tasks, eliminating tasks, batching tasks. Mm -hmm. And, um, I use his planner as well. And I just feel like oh, it yeah. really helps me it, do the important things. And then there's freedom for the really important things for your family, for your marriage, for your kids, for, mm -hmm. for the hobby, for the thing that you want to do because you you now have this time. So oh, what you're so saying good. is so good. And just to kind of like piggyback on what you're saying, I love Michael Hyatt. Um, he's made an impact on my life just mm -hmm. because at points in my life, I've felt like I needed that, some of that direction mm -hmm. and focus. So I actually have that book. I also have two of his other books that are really good at determining what is your priority. Because mm -hmm. I think people forget what yeah. those are and what they really want to accomplish in life. So he has a book called, um, living forward, which is like life planning. He says, most people plan their family vacation more than they do their life mm. in its entirety. Yeah. So that, and then, then he has your best year ever, which is really great for you're kind of talking, no, oh, this year is going to be the year of no, that, that would have been kind of like one of those, you know, year, this is my year of this, but then now, then what do we do in your day? And this is kind of like narrowing it down to what's important, what's important yeah. right now. What do I say yes to? Because it's a zero sum game, right? When I say yes to my wife, I'm of course saying no to everything else that mm -hmm. it's not my wife, but 
also, if I say yes to this demand on my time or this person that needs me or whatever, I'm, I'm saying no to everything else in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think people forget that. And, you know, where is your priority here? Mm-hmm. You know, where's yeah. the balance? And yeah. if that hasn't been mapped out clearly in its entirety, where are you going? Then you're going to have a very hard time making that very crucial decision in the moment. Yeah. Oh. That's one of the, my husband actually had read his book the, the year before I read it and he's been using his planner a full year before I was. And I'm like, no, I have this planner that's working fine. But after reading his book, I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to make the investment. And that's what I love about his planner is it really like it focuses on the quarter yeah, and then each week makes you focus on what are your goals for that week? I think so many times we're in, you know, the, the rat race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing? What are we working towards? And mm-hmm. he has the big three and you're supposed to focus on, okay, what is, what are the most important things for me to do this week? And I, the, I love that so much about that. Isn't the big three and the one must. Yeah. Um, yeah, he has, he has like the list of your things and then he has the three that you, that you must do that week. Yeah. And then he talks about like self-care and stuff like that. So too. Good. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really helpful. So I people highly recommend it. Go buy that book. Yes. We're, yeah. We'll link it in the show notes for sure. Nice. And his planner too. Awesome. So I'm saying nice and awesome as I check things off here. On the <laughs> <laughs> She's made boxes for herself. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So um, what is number five? Give us the five practical tips fifth practical tip that you have? Well, it's, it's great to, to have your house where you've minimized it, but how do we keep it this way? And Mm -hmm. how do we, we keep life consistent? Um, and it's interesting. Sometimes you think, Oh, you know, everyone's heard of this, but this is something I receive so much feedback online is about my cleaning schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, I have divided my cleaning schedule up where that I clean four days a week. I mean, I have kids. I mm-hmm. clean all the time, you know, <laughs> but, but I have different areas that I focus on each day. And each of those are 30 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. And it frees up. My house stays clean. Um, after my daughter was born, my husband was like, Hey, uh, to help you, let's work it into the budget where we'll have someone come and clean the house. And so someone came and cleaned once a month, which was nice. all that our budget allowed at mm-hmm. the time. It's very expensive to have someone. Uh, and so, yeah. um, I wasn't fully satisfied, first of all, with, with exactly how they did it. You know, you, mm, sure. I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit picky. Um, and then it was like once a month, my house was clean. Well, that's nice. But what about <laughs> the other 29 or 30 days that are, that are in the month? And I feel like this schedule and routine keeps your house clean. And, um, it is amazing the people I just actually received a message on Instagram and she said when they were dating, that they, every Saturday they did something fun and exciting. And so they just got married in the spring and every Saturday now she cleans the house and that doesn't really, he doesn't love that. Right. (laughs) And so, so she started doing this cleaning routine. That's just each evening. I'm assuming that they both work outside of the home during the day. Um, they started doing this cleaning routine and now their Saturdays are free again. And so it's just those little things that we can do to be intentional about our time to keep, to keep these processes in place. And I also have another, um, 
another routine on Thursdays are my deep cleaning day. And I've divided my house into six zones. And every six months I hit one of those zones. So um, every six months I am going to deep clean my closet. I'm going to pull That's everything cool. out of my kitchen cabinets. And I work these into those 30 minute tasks. But it's, it's just finding those finding those things, those things that you can do on a consistent basis that will help you to keep up the life that you want. Mm. I love that. That's really cool. I like the example you gave too from um, the couple because, you know, maybe for her, cleaning on Saturdays made her feel great. You know, mm-hmm. that it was a relief and it was maybe even an, an outlet for her energy, her mental energy, but that didn't work for them as a couple. Yeah. And so, yeah. They reorganized their life and had this schedule in the evenings and it was probably very manageable. And now they get their quality time back on Saturdays. They get their, their one-on-one date Mm -hmm. time. Absolutely. My, the one that if anybody says, okay, I want to start a cleaning routine. I want to start, where do I start? The most important one for me is my nightly pickup. Okay. So every night before the kids go to bed, it's a family affair. Everybody knows we have a basket. If something goes upstairs, you just put it in the basket, but we quickly clean the downstairs. Mm -hmm. So every morning when I come down, it's clean. And uh, uh, last, I don't know, a couple of days ago, I did not do that. And I came downstairs and it was devastating. (laughs) I mean, it was like, oh man, I don't remember stuff had happened, but it's something my husband and I have talked about. Mm -hmm. Like he enjoys a clean house and he's been very much a part of this. I mean, I, I'm the one who probably enjoys it a little more than he does, mm-hmm. but, um, but he knows this nightly pickup is important. And so he's like, all right, kids, it's time, you know, that's awesome. That's good. So he will either help with the cleanup or he whisks the four-year-old up to bath time so mm-hmm. that I can. That's I can great. That done. Good teamwork. Yes. <laughs> what impact have you noticed um, or have people shared with you even um, that the minimalist lifestyle has on the relationship? Um, I, and I've heard you guys say this, I think that in marriage, what we do to better ourselves makes the biggest impact. And so I know for me, my stress level is lower when things are clean and neat and organized. And I can find that time for myself. I, Mm -hmm. um, my day is not structured where it's so full that I'm just stressed out. And so I know I have to be a better wife than been a stressed out wife. And obviously there are still days that, that I'm stressed, but it's definitely easier to kind of get back into those habits whenever you've created, you've created those. So, yeah. And I think even your downtime is better because you, yes. you're not trying to forget all the things that you need to do. I find that so often, like whether it's, you know, intimacy between husband and wife or um, just hanging out or whatever, everything is benefited or their, mm-hmm. your, your time is benefited by having some organization to it. Yeah. I found that totally we're, we're working, whether we're just enjoying the time together, mm-hmm. it's, it's so much better if we know let's just be here right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's be here. And there's something so amazing. If, if we're working in tandem really hard on a project, let's both be here and not be worrying about, you know, the kitchen is a mess around us. The house is a wreck. <laughs> yeah. So once you, once you can kind of get some of these practical things in place, it's so much easier to be there. Totally. You know? yeah. I totally. can totally 
fully agree with what you're saying. And it's the organization that helps with that, but it's also, it's, it's less to organize. Mm-hmm. Um, like what you said earlier, that there's no amount of organization that makes up for too much stuff. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's, that, that totally is true in our relationship for sure. And studies have actually saw, shown that physical clutter equals mental clutter. Amen. Mm-hmm. I know that like if I'm going to, when in the morning, when I sit down to do my devotion, if the room is a mess, uh-huh. I'm definitely not going to be all there. It's That's I'm going to be thinking, true. oh, I've got to pick that up or I've got it. And it's the same thing with time with my husband. If we're going to sit down in the living room for a mm-hmm. cup of decaf coffee in the evening. If the area, if the space is clean, I can relax. If yeah. there's stuff to do, I just, I can't relax. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Us too. I think we always go into cleaning mode. It, as soon as the kids go down, like you were yeah. saying, mm-hmm. yep, same thing. Cause they're, they're too young to, you know, see the little thing in the corner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. we have them pick up the the glaring objects, but then, yeah. <laughs> but then we do the quick pick after they, yeah, they go to bed and it's so nice to come out into the, like you're saying the living room in the morning yeah. and it's clean or mm-hmm. I never, I can't, it's so hard for me to pray or think yes. or going to creativity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to go into creativity if there is clutter. Yeah, for sure. It's too much for me to focus on. And I think on. that's true of most people. I think it's probably even doubly true for a type A um, or somebody who tends to be like a list person that isn't creative by nature. Yeah. I'm speaking of myself, like I'm not as creative by nature. And so if I, you're creative in different (laughs) ways, but if I have my list and it's not done and there's stuff around and there's clutter, yeah, I, I can't even try to go there. I can't even try to be creative. So I think that's something, an impact that a more minimalistic lifestyle has had on our marriage is that each, you know, cleanup, each quick pickup, each, you know, um, thing that we minimize it, it becomes a quick victory and that puts us in the space to be creative and to conquer a new big task. Yeah. So we make room for some of those bigger things that we never get to when there's tons of little stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And you reference type A personalities. I think sometimes people think, oh, this is only for someone who is that personality. Um, <laughs> I always thought that my son was so neat and tidy because mm-hmm. I was his mom. Like that just made sense to me. And then I had Elsie and <laughs> she is my free spirit. and no one will leave me until they're there. Like, wow, she really can make a mess really, <laughs> really fast. And so she, each of her stuffed animals, like my son, when I embraced minimalism, he was like, I'm, I'm here for it. Let's get rid of all the things. I'm like, hold on. Do you really <laughs> want to get rid of all of that? My daughter can tell you who gave her each stuffed animal. And like, so you can't ask her to get rid of that. I mean, she remembers these things and holds them tightly. But we slowly worked on this and I'm trying the one in one out rule with her. Okay. And so someone gifted her this really cute princess dress. And so she goes up to the, to put it in and she's like, okay, mom, she says, sell this one. (laughs) And I was like, okay, wow, we're making serious progress. And then she said, mom, I think I'm going to donate a stuffed animal. And she got rid of three. I mean, it was mind blowing. I'm like, wow. I love it. It's so it's not just that type A personality. It's a mm-hmm. it's a habit that we can all create. And yes, even her free spirit, she knows that less stuff is less to clean up. Mm-hmm. I think it's a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Just like you're saying, I I don't think that I'm necessarily organized by nature. 
I, I had to learn so much of these just because my life suffered. Like when I wasn't <laughs> organized for my schooling, I didn't have all of you know my syllabi into my calendar. Yeah. Okay. Then I suffered, right? I'd wake up the day of the test and go, oh, I had a test, you know, then, I, okay. So in order to be the student I need to be, I figured that out, right? Sure. In order to be creative, I wanted to have a clean space to think. So I've had to learn that skill, learn this skill. Yeah. So it's, Cause I'm definitely a procrastinator. I'm like recovering procrastinator for sure. <laughs> I know that about, cause I, I, I can compartmentalize. I'll do it later. I'm fine. And so Chris is like the opposite of that. So I think we both like rubbed off on each other in some of these places. I am starting to see kind of the conversations, like what Adam is saying right now and the conversation we're having with you, I'm starting to see kind of two categories. One is organization and one is actually just having less. Mm -hmm. And I like what you just said that less stuff is less to clean up. Yeah. Less stuff is less to organize. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It just becomes easier. And that goes Mm -hmm. for your stuff, like your physical, like materialistic things. It also goes for your digital stuff and your schedule stuff and your commitments stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. less stuff is less to clean up and less to organize. This is so good. Yeah. So just to kind of wrap this up here, um, what books or resources could you suggest to people that they need to read or watch or where, where would you point people to find out more about minimalism? Well, one of the first books that I read and, um, she is, um, a Shintoist. So it's an Eastern religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Marie Kondo, the life-changing magic of tidying up. So she does talk about things having energy and that you thank them for their service and all of that. Well, I'm mm. a Christian. I don't adhere to those beliefs, but yeah. so if that, if that, if that would bother you, then don't, don't read this book. Mm-hmm. But I do think that her concepts are really, really good. Okay. And she talks about things sparking joy. Um, I don't think it, I know that, you know, this coffee cup does not have energy in it to spark joy, but I can say, <laughs> I really like this and I want to keep this in my life. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and it's a really, it's a good concept. I read that, um, years ago. And I'd never even thought of that with, I don't even know if she says minimalism. If she does, I didn't catch it at the time. So I think that's just a really good foundational point. Joshua Becker has a book called the minimalist home and he goes through his house. And I think it's really good too. That's from a male perspective. A lot of things that I've read on minimalism are more from a female perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was sort of the catalyst in his home for that. So I think that's a really great book. We've already talked about Michael Hyatt, free to focus and his planner. i and my husband laughs because he read it a year before I did. And then I'm the one over here, like preaching it to everyone. Like you yeah. have to get this. It's so good. Um, Cal Newport has a book called digital minimalism, and it has a lot of really, really interesting research in it about mm-hmm. how that digital things really affect us. And as a parent of a, he's 14, so he doesn't have all of the technology yet, but it's coming. Sure. And yeah. just trying to, um, that, that book has a lot of really good research about how that stuff affects, especially this younger generation. Good stuff. I, I wrote all those down. We're going to, um, link them in the show notes for those who are listening. So you can just scroll on down to whatever podcast app you're on and find those resources. Thanks for the recommendations. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to be transitioning to the end of the podcast here. And, um, before we do, um, before we get to our, Dear Young Married Couple letter. 
Um, for those who are listening, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, please take a moment and just rate the podcast. It takes just a few seconds uh, to give a star review. And um, we would really appreciate it. It helps us reach many, many more really couples. Help us, yeah. All right. So on to our dear young married couple letter. Um, so Shelly, thinking back to the first couple years of your marriage and um, you guys have been married 17 years, right? We have. Okay. So thinking back to the first couple years, um, think about the advice that you wished you would have received and then fill in the blank. Dear young married couple. Dear young married couple, don't rush to attain all of the possessions that you think that you have to have. Take this time to focus on your relationship with each other and focus on your future goals because many times saying yes to all of the stuff that you think you need to have now can affect your future, especially financially. Mm. So saying yes to those things now might be saying no to the future, but saying no to those things now can be saying yes to some of your future goals. So good. Well said. Thank well, you so much, Shelly. Thank Shelley. you so much. It's been so good. And I know this is going to help a lot of people organize and mm -hmm. prioritize. For sure. For those who want to get in touch with Shelly, you can find her at thegoodnessmargin.com and on Instagram at thegoodnessmargin and via email, shellycoon at gmail.com. And we'll put all that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Shelly. Thanks, Shelly. Thank you so much. All right, friends, we really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.